The following conversation takes place between myself and Okpayemi Olanipekun, the CTO and co-founder of Tro Finance, the first company in Nigeria to democratize trading on the Nigerian and U.S. stock exchange. Okpayemi is a brilliant and intelligent software engineer. Um, we've been friends for a very long time. And in this conversation, we discuss life, technology, entrepreneurship, and what it takes to be an engineer and an entrepreneur in Nigeria. We also discuss the challenges they faced as a company and what it means to them. I hope you enjoyed the conversation. I'll see you in the next one. So, okay. Hi, hi, yo. Don't be formal. Please just be relaxed, okay. chill. Um, hi guys. We're actually guys. doing this. Yeah, we are. All right, let's go. You're the actually you're the first person I'm bringing on this new segment that I started called oh. Brimstone. Do you know what it is, or do you want to expatiate? Me? Brimstone. Yeah, please expatiate. So the whole idea of Brimstone is to um, bring people that are doing really interesting stuff, young people. Bring them to the limelight and let young other younger people, you know, see that there's a possibility in the market. There's a possibility. You don't have to be a Yahoo boy. You don't have to steal. You don't have to commit any form of fraud or anything illegal to be successful. So just hard work, grit, and just let people who have done these things and are successful at it share their their story. You know, talk to people. You know, that sort of stuff. So that's essentially what it is. And that's why I thought, oh, okay, of all my friends who are the ones that are really changing the world, <laughs> you know, <laughs> I'm doing stuff that are extraordinary, who I think to some degree might have changed the way um, things are done in Nigeria. Yeah. yeah. Have you thought of it like that? Like, have you looked at it from that angle? Yeah, sometimes. Um, sometimes it's, it's easy to get lost in the work. Like yeah. you're doing all these things and you actually don't know how much impact mm -hmm. you are making. So sometimes you actually have to come out of it and like, you know, see it from an outsider's um, point of view. Mm -hmm. And um, once in a while I go on uh, some of our channels, communities, and, you know, hear what the users are saying, see what the users are doing and, you know, try to also, you know, like, use some of these services or use some of these products or actually um, take advantage of some of these things the way they are. Mm. And, and it can be very interesting sometimes because you see the way some people use your product and sometimes even the way you designed it to be. And you're like, okay, this is like interesting <laughs> feedback. Um, this is another angle. <laughs> I didn't there, see this this way. Which one is most interesting to you? Like what way? Oh, sorry. I need to do like a small intro. Okay. So uh, for people who don't know, this is Okpayemi Olani Pekun. He's the CTO of Trove. Um, Trove is the first Nigerian com company to democratize, I like to say it like that, um, stock, um, stock for retail, right? Yeah, investments. Like, stock investments for retail, like in the US market and Nigeria market. So typically, what happened before is that you'd have to talk to a stockbroker. Mm -hmm. You have to talk to an investment agent yeah. who would help you buy stocks in either the Nigerian Stock Exchange. But you guys decided that you wanted to do a Robin Hood, so to speak, <laughs> okay. for Africa. 
Is that a good <laughs> summary? <laughs> you, you can put it that way. Right. Uh, okay, we from Africa is for Africa is fair. Um, but we are not just looking at it from a retail perspective. We also also enable traditional brokers. Um, you get supercharged their, you know, their platforms. Had more financial instruments to what they have, so we have access to global instruments, to foreign exchanges, and we want to help both some individuals, mm-hmm. retail users, and um, traditional brokers, the the average or the normal um, brokerage firm that you'd walk to normally to invest in an exchange. What in what what got you started on this idea? Like, how did how did it come about? Um, okay, yeah. the, okay the, the, I, I, I won't give you the whole truth backstory. I would appreciate uh, if you give the truth backstory. <laughs> oh, yes, um, Ogba and I have been friends for a very long time. Uh, we met in the University of Lagos. Yeah, we did. We were studying uh, engineering. Yeah. And I was studying geography. Who is now a programmer. And <laughs> you were a programmer then. I was even a programmer then, Zev, anyway. So it wasn't like a limitation. Right, so we, we, we've done a couple of stuff together, software, and now we even work together in truth. So, so now that's full disclosure. That's full disclosure. <laughs> so we know each other. We are very close like that. Um, so back to the question. How did you, how did you... Okay, uh, so I'm just going to give I you... I know the back story, some of it. Some of it. Yeah. So I'll just give you um, my side and not even the complete one. Okay. Um, so basically, we, myself and a couple of friends, you already know, we used to trade on cryptocurrencies then. I also traded cryptocurrencies. Well, it dropped my eyes. Yeah. My um, money. The Great Depression of 2018. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You guys say that again. Yeah. So, like, we all lost wow. money. We were like, oh, wow. Pain. Premium tears. And then myself, uh, I was actually looking on looking for things to do within the crypto space, but not necessarily cryptocurrency. But how to take advantage of the blockchain um, technology mm. and also be a part of the blockchain revolution. Yeah. So during that period, and also I was looking for how to make you know crypto type money. <laughs> you know? Crypto type money. What do you mean by crypto type so money? So twenty seventeen was a very interesting year. Like it was very easy to say, okay, I want to be a part of this ICO. And once it gets listed, you are seeing um hundred percent returns, two hundred percent returns over a very short period. Oh right. Oh, the uh, Lambo money. To the moon. To the moon. To the moon. We all want to go to the moon. But but um, another thing that is very, very, very important that sort of been my mantra, like, uh, is to be ethical about some of all these things, right? Um, when you've been in this technology space or you've been, you know, like, you've been programming, programming for a while, um, you acquire very, 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 you acquire a lot of skills, right? A lot of technical skills, and um, it can be tempting, especially when you're in an environment that um, there's a lot of pressure to, you know, make money. Take care of a lot of things and you know mm. take care of yourself and the standard of living isn't so good so um, so you summary nigeria <laughs> summary nigeria <laughs> <laughs> all right well but, but, but it's not limited to nigeria i don't think it is but uh you know but well, when you're in nigeria you you need you money innovate. You, you yeah um, but but you don't want to innovate in the in the criminal you know, side the criminal side uh, you want to stay ethical and all and that's something that I uh, sort of made a mantra to myself, right? No, 
I'm not going to do anything. I'm not going to take money from person or defraud somebody to you get. I don't need to drive the latest car. I don't need to, um, you um, know, you show be nice, or be. Nice. I mean, it would be nice, like, but I can. Not illegally gained, so to say. <laughs> yeah, like, um, do that illegally, that's the point I'm, I'm driving at. Um, so you don't have to steal to impress the next guy, yeah. right, or to paint Lagos red, or, 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 or anything. <laughs> Just say paint Lagos red. <laughs> <laughs> did you say, say that? I, you know, they, oh my god, I think I would. <laughs> What? Saint Regos Red. Okay, fine. People still say that, right? I don't think so. Really? Uh, okay. Uh, no. Okay. <laughs> okay. Uh, okay. Uh, yeah. So, so that's that's something I tried to do, and um, I can't say I've been successful at, right? So I try to be creative around my skill sets, right? Okay. Um, program at my core. I write code, so and I also really enjoy doing that. Mm. Um, fortunately and unfortunately, depending on <laughs> our relationship, um, you get so you know sometimes these things can be very consuming, and then someone is like, "Oh, you don't have my time. Uh, oh, you're in front of your system. Uh, oh. Don't get any ideas." <laughs> no, of course, I will. I'm supposed to dig as deep, as deep as possible. So when you say. Um, some people might say, ah, oh, you don't have my time. I'm guessing that's in, like, the social relationship. The, yeah, yeah. The girlfriend, the friends, the... the because friends, of our time comes the, the relative, yeah, relatives, yeah. Um, family, did that ever happen? Oh, yeah, yeah, I did. Yeah, how, how did you resolve that? You know, you need to, you need to teach the young people uh, what life so, so, balance, so So, 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 so that would that's, that's, be, like, a very different conversation, right? Um, no, but it's part of life. this conversation. Yes, we'll get there. <laughs> oh, yeah, sure, okay. sure. So, 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 yeah, you have to that. You have to learn to, you know, maintain a work-life balance. Uh, that's mm. something I, I did not. Um, I was not fortunate to. That's a skill I was not fortunate to pick up early on. Okay. Right. So it was. Mm. I just focus on one thing and, you know, stick to it until it's done. Mm. Right. Um, most times than not, when I try to juggle some of these things, have something else suffered. Mm. Um, so that's something I sort of learned the hard way, mm. right? And I'm still improving. I can't say mm. I'm there yet. Okay. Um, yeah. Well, going back to this, this thing, we... There is no question how you got started. Yeah, so we... Um, after getting bonds in 2018, uh, we're looking for more um, other stable um, financial sectors to invest mm. in, right? At that point, um, I think it was already in the news, so it was becoming um, noticeable that the US market was um, eating milestones or breaking milestones or, you know, like the S&P 500 creating, yeah, record highs. New records every month. I was it was becoming really interesting, so um, I had this like round. When was this? This was, this was 2018. When in twenty late early uh, mid twenty eighteen, so I would say uh, May 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 ish May July. Um, the first line of code was written in June. Mm, okay. Right. Um, so May we're like just ah, 
having a conversation and like, oh, this place might really look interesting. And when I started looking at stocks and everything, I realized that the fundamentals are very similar, right? How to pick a good stock, how to invest in a good company, how to invest in um, good cryptocurrency, mm -hmm. how to differentiate the um, nice ones from the, you know, funny Shit coins. Shit coins. No, bro, you can curse. Uh, yeah, fine. so, um, well, yeah, so I realized the fundamentals were similar. Like, maybe, okay, this maybe don't cost, actually. The, the target audience is like the young folk, so no shit. But you just said it again. <laughs> All right. Um, yeah, so um, we're looking at um, the fundamentals are very similar. I'm like, oh, this, this, is, this is something that looks like it makes sense, right? The returns may not be like what we're getting in cryptocurrencies, but. It's still not bad. It's better than what you get from your average bank putting in fixed deposit. Um, because it's, it's not enough to just look at the interest rates that you get in your country, right? You have to factor in the inflation of your currency. Mm. So if I'm putting my money in a bank account, right, savings bank account, I get 1% interest rate. That doesn't even cover the bank charges I get in a year. Right, um, the, the interest rate can be as high as twelve percent within a year. Um, let's say post um, pre Corona, uh, um, it could be as high as twelve percent within a year, and then you're you're, you're doing a fixed income of eight percent a year, and you think you're actually making money, but you're actually losing. So instead of losing twelve percent of your money, you're losing four percent of your money, um, approximately. Which then affects the exchange right. rates, which you still affects the exchange rate, which yeah. basically means you're your still losing money. Your money is worth less. Your money is yeah. worth less. So you're losing, you may not be losing money when it comes to the numbers or the figures, but you're actually losing value. Your the buying power of your, yeah. of whatever you had in your bank yeah. has dropped significantly. So, so, so I, I was looking for something that, things I could do that would increase my savings in quotes, uh, meaning investments, yeah. Like interest that I could get out, take me above significantly above the, infl the average inflation rates in my country that happens to be Nigeria. Um, so you want to look at uh, instruments. Did you think of uh, putting your money in like dollars, like trying to convert your, um, your uh, access to this into like dollars? Yeah, yeah. I, I, uh, that's something <laughs> I really considered. Uh, that's something I actually do right now. Um, I have very little Naira, just basically everything I need for my day-to-day -day activities. I'm most time than not if I need um, to cover any you know, major expense and all, I just convert it back. Is it something that you'd encourage people to do, to like as much as possible? So, so I can't, I can't give a professional advice there. Mm -hmm. um, I'm not a, I'm not a financial coach. I'm not an investment advisor of any sort. Um, but personally, this is something I do. Okay, right. Three um, so people want you can follow it. Not, exactly. Uh, that's up to you. So, um, so we like the stock market was looking good. I said, okay, this is something that I, this would be an interesting space to actually play. Mm. Now the question is, how do we get in? And that's mm. a challenge. How do you get in? Yeah. So I want to invest in a Facebook, uh, Google. Uh, we had run like myself and so it wasn't just me, it was someone else, like it was, you know, the main uh, founder and currently the CEO of Joe. So we're like, okay, how do we actually, you know, get into this, get space. Into this space? So we reached out to a couple of friends, 
outside Nigeria and you know, and then there's no way, there's no this, there's no that. And uh, the details of the rest of the story will probably come back later about way to you know. And in summary, we we're able to figure out a way. Um, realize that this was a problem for a lot of people. People were really interested in this space, but they didn't know how to get get in. The requirements was that you um, have to have like a social security number or Oh, were you trying to get in as an individual? I was trying or? to get in as an individual. So then it wasn't a question of a startup or a company or anything. It was oh. like, how do I get in? And um, doing our inquiries and while we're trying to find solutions to this problem, we realized that it was a major problem for a lot of people. And that's right. And there was no, there was no cost-effective way to go about it. Mm. And that's where the business thing came out. So people, there are a lot of opportunities in the stock market, so at least in the capital market space. Right, it's still one of the best world generating sectors and in the last 60, 60 years. Mm. Right, world um, generating sectors. Yeah, um, you know, I had this quote a couple of days ago that said that I, I believe, I strongly believe that the next generation of um, wealth makers are going to be young people who know how to create, you know, how to invest, and know how to save. So you need to be able to create a business, solve a problem, like what you just did, which then creates, created this business, which happens to be the first in the country. Or you are able to invest in the capital market, you know, look, find opportunities early on as a private investor or as a public investor, yeah. watch the market. Right? And being able to save is just essentially knowing when to get out, yeah. know, when to put your money where it should be, or when to just not invest at all. So I think um, what you are saying really resonates. Yeah, I, I, I agree with what you just said. Uh, whoever gave that quote, that's, that's a nice I came one. up with the quote. I know, I'm deep like that. <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, nice quote. <laughs> uh, I'll probably borrow it. Fine. Uh, Pay royalties. As they create business, I want to create business. No, Allah, we are here <laughs> together. <laughs> so yeah, uh, that's pretty much a summary of how we started. Mm. Um, we we had a functional prototype in a very short time, within our six weeks, mm. at least in the Nigerian space. We and then we needed some form of validation. We started a wishlist system. We started a private beta. What did you say? Wishlist. A waitlist. Waitlist. So, yeah. So we pretty much create uh, like very cheap ads, like cost-effective <laughs> $5 type campaigns and like, mm -hmm. okay, um, this is what we are doing. Um, would you be interested? Would you be interested? Similar to a market survey, but this is way beyond like that. It's like, we are doing it whether you're interested or not, right? Um, but if you are really interested, you can join our waitlist and be the first to know, mm, okay. right? Um, when when it's live and that was, those are the people that we started our private beta with. Okay. Right. So it was a very very small, um, small set of users, right? Um, before we, you know, and we infiltrated a couple of times. Right. We started with crypto. We shut down crypto. We broke up crypto, and okay. So what you're saying is that you guys, given, if I hear you correctly, maybe I can elucidate for our viewers. So you saw an opportunity in the capital market in the US, in the United States. Mm -hmm. You wanted to get into that market, mm -hmm. but you realized that it was too difficult, right? Mm -hmm. And you then reached out to friends who were in the US, 
and try to find a way that you can get in whilst being in Nigeria. Wow. So from there, you found the solution, mm -hmm. and then you realized that that was actually a big market where you can go in and start a business around. So the first step was seeing the opportunity. The second step was trying to get into the opportunity and then creating a business that solves the problem for, if, um, if my numbers are correct, you already you solved that problem for at least thousands of people here in Nigeria from yeah. being the first person. So, and then you've iterated, like you didn't just come out with a full-fledged product, yeah. you started, yeah. you created the small prototype, then iterated, yeah. Yeah. and now you have a full-fledged product. Exactly. So, and um, yeah, I, th I think when you think about some of the startups, uh, I won't say I'm there yet, but um, we all learn from each other's mistakes, we all learn from our own experiences. Right, and a lot of mistakes people make is they want they have this complete product in their head, mm. uh, and they want they think that it's going to be perfect. Every idea is for some in the founder's head, right? <laughs> um, but but what, what, what a lot of people fail to understand is the market determines your product, right? Mm. So um, build the best prototype, an MVP, the, the minimum um, viable product. Yeah, viable product, right? Um, functional product. Like a minimum viable product, product but should be functional. So yeah. it's not just something that yeah. people would use and eat mm -hmm. before so, you even <laughs> release your yeah. product. And it can even be in a very, very basic form, like in a really, really basic form. It could be a case of, okay, I want to do deliveries for you. Mm -hmm. um, how would you feel if I build a startup where you can, from the push of a button, get someone pick up groceries? And deliver to your house mm -hmm. right and uh, okay so i just built some form of interface where you push the button and i get a mail or an sms that says oh, xyz wants this right so it doesn't have to be like oh we have built this complicated edge yeah automated process and all of that so from there you know okay um this guy liked this service um, mm -hmm. he was uncomfortable with this aspect um, this section doesn't seem to work well we can automate this part and you know make it better or seamless and mm, from you, there you, you start you and get your like rates and then you keep building and keep building and keep building and um it also helped us getting investors because a lot of times when we're meeting people to have conversations with they're like oh they love the awesome idea oh it's a very awesome idea but we don't know if you guys can execute like have you even done anything have you started oh but mm. we have a functional prototype oh and that's where the, oh, okay, okay. And that's where the conversation gets interesting uh, okay, hold on. Right. So, I think this is very, very important critical part. Having your functional prototype allowed you to t talk to investors. It, it made, it made the conversation more interesting. Made yeah. more, okay, yeah, so beyond so the idea. Beyond phase. the idea phase, because a lot of people have um, awesome ideas and investors want to know that you can execute. Mm. Right? Uh, because okay, so they, why do you need investors? I, I know why you need it, but I'm sure. Some of our, yeah. So, so it depends on what you are working on, and it depends on, on what stage of your. If you are going the startup route, right? Um, you, you, you need money to grow your business, right? Okay. Um, but not just money. You need, um, you need mentorship, right? Mentorship, you need right. value, resources. So, I think for us, we're looking for investors that were really ready to provide more than just money, or more than just capital. 
Okay. Right. Sure. Um, investors that could, you know, um, connect us to people or link us to people that would help move mm. um, the organization itself. So um, we need a partnership with XYZ. Um, is this what? so? Like for example, we need a partnership with XYZ. Um, can this investor would he, would he be able to look within his circle and you know find a way to introduce us to that, that particular person, business that particular, uh, business organization or person that we need to talk to? Okay. Right. Uh, yeah, we're we're fortunate to to be a part of a program that helped with that. We were able to get investors that you know were able to also provide or give us that value. Mm. Um, what that, program was that? So that was uh, ARM Startup Labs. Where the, ARM Startup Labs. Yeah, first mm -hmm. quarters. Uh, this was 2019. What, what, is it like an accelerator program? Yeah, uh, for fintechs. For fintechs. Okay, yeah. well, what did they do? Uh, basically, what's an accelerator? Uh, I wouldn't say typical because it was actually really nice. I've, I've, been, I've been part of different accelerator programs in the past. Uh, and this was very, very different, right? Everything was, everything was hands-on, right? Literally hands-on. Literally hands-on. So you don't spend one week sitting down around the table and you know, talking about how to create a business plan. You have, we have like the, the, the sorry, what's it called? Scrum on Monday, right? And you have the entire week to execute whatever tasks you, know, you have assigned. And then we had um, we had mentors assigned to us, and we get to meet our mentors physically on Fridays. And then you you have you know Monday to Friday to actually work on your business. Okay, go out there and execute. You need mm -hmm. to meet with this. You need to do this. You need to do that. By Monday, the next Monday, we are looking at oh progress. Um, last week you said you were going to do this, do this, do this. Hit these milestones. Hit these milestones. Hit these milestones. Where are we? Mm -hmm. Right. And so sort of like you had. Some sort of project manager. I feel like that's what you are describing. Mm, so someone that was you, you, constantly. You, you, you could compare it to the agile type. Um, What's agile? So uh, that's that's uh, it's more of uh, what's the word? Methodology. Methodology Style. or convention, hmm. right? Or you know, rolling out products. Uh, it's not even getting tax done. It's not just limited to startups. It's not limited to projects. Right, you could take an agile approach to plan your wedding. Mm, okay. Right. Uh, I don't want to go deep into agile, but it kind of like makes it efficient in such a way that you don't have to wait. You don't have to wait till the final product is ready before you actually have something working. Okay. Right. So you have like a, a starting phase. You probably have an end goal. Probably I have an end goal, but in every phase you are making meaningful changes to your product and but then how, on it. How do you articulate what the failures are? Because I feel like it, may, it, might, so, be a, it might be a problem for someone who is just fresh, you know, starting so, so, new. Yeah, so the, how uh, do I articulate what, what uh, do it, I need? It feels, it feels like um, there might be a lot to learn, right? So, um, but the most basic way I'll put, I would explain agile is, okay, I want to view... No, 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 I'm saying, um, what do you need in, in the context of actually starting a business? Oh, starting, like oh, starting a business. Agile, yeah. Starting a business. Hmm. I, I think for me, personally, I don't really go into, um, I don't really um, 
get too involved in any project or startup that I I can't resonate resonate with or it's not coming from a personal pain point. Right? Mm. But there are also people that say, okay, do you know what? I just want to focus on luxury goods, right? I want to build a luxury FMC, goods. Yeah. Or maybe a FMCG company in an organization, right? They may not necessarily it may not be coming from a natural personal pain point. They just look at the sector and think and see that okay, yes, you know what? There. I, there's an opportunity there. I want to go into that. Um, but desire is not enough. Desire alone is not enough, right? You have to look at um, the industry itself, right? Understand it, right? From a, a very very critical point of view, not 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 necessarily, not necessarily an optimistic angle because everything looks good and attractive from outside. Right, mm. what are the challenges in the space? Who is playing in that space? Why are they not doing things the way you think it should be done? Right, sometimes it's not just a problem of they don't know what to do or they don't know how to go about it. It may be some restrictions around things. For example, you want to go into logistics and you realize that addresses and road network become a real challenge, like a real massive challenge. Mm. Right? So you want to go understand that space, what's going on there. So, so essentially, know the business you're trying to yeah, start. Yeah, know the business you're trying to start. Or know the industry. Um, yeah, know the industry. But sometimes it, you may actually have to go in or get you know, your hands dirty before you can actually ex understand some of the way these things are. Because um, some, of the things you, some of the things you challenges that exist there may not be um, general knowledge. Right? And if you are not within that circle, you're not operating in that space, you don't get to see these things or you don't get to experience them. Mm -hmm. um, you also need to understand, your, as I said earlier, your market determines your product, so you must be ready to iterate. And you must be willing to iterate, and you need to be able to do it fast. By iterate, what do you mean? Okay, this is not working, or this is not working the way I think it would have worked. We need to change this. Okay, um, let's try this other method. Let's see. If we is that different from pivoting? Um, not necessarily. They are very similar, um, almost the same, and can be used interchangeably sometimes. But basically, a pivot is. Uh, or I will say pivot is okay. I don't. This isn't working. Let's let's change. let's change or let's move this. So, for example, there was a time when we started uh, a company. It was supposed. I and a couple of friends started a company. It was supposed to be um, a marketplace, right? Where kind of like what you have, what what Jumia is today. Right, yeah. you have people come, you know, sell their products on your platform and all. It was still very, very new in Nigeria. I don't even think um, Conga had started then. But um, okay, so we tried it and realized logistics was a real problem, right? And then and we got so focused on um, logistics that we actually ended up converting the entire company to a logistics company. Oh yeah, company. I remember. That's uh, credit me. Credit me, drop bodies. Yes, the people and, and we, we, we had to. We, we had to we have to convert that. And then you also have um, a popular company, Slack. Uh, you have Slack, for example, uh, which was originally a gaming company. And uh, Slack was just one of the tools they used to manage communication internally. And then it looked like the game business was not working for them. <laughs> <laughs> and then, they, you know, they changed. And this is, so, so those are things that they are not bad. There are little companies that started out with something and doing something completely different. Um, today, so it's it's not bad and it's not something that you should be afraid of doing.
So you should not be right. afraid to change your business, yeah, but, your business model. Yeah, but, but, you should, but you should be very, very careful about that too, mm. right? Um, I, Let's continue. So, so basically, what, what was I saying? Oh, you have given an example of how to start a business and I okay. treat. Yes. Yeah, so um, I want to get to this. This is why I want to be, or this is the goal I have. This is the, this is the grand scheme of things. So like, and everything I do is towards that goal, right? I can, I treat in different ways, right? I can follow different paths, but there's a vision. Also have like a very clear vision of where you're going. You okay. But the so, path might be might require you like, meander. Yeah. And, and you can go now this is to every entrepreneur out there that is interested in you know starting their anybody interested in starting their own um, building their own startup or starting their own business, right? You know, venturing into the entrepreneurial um, space and all. You you need to have like Clear vision. clear vision, right? Um, and sometimes it's not always about the money. There are a lot of companies that went and you know, started without clear, clear roadmap on, on to monetization, right? Um, but but it's, it's good to have like that goal to, to yeah, something to work towards, you not know, just so uh, I'll do this and make 1,000 naira every week. I'll do this, I'll make 1,000 naira every week. It's nice and all, it's fine, but I mean, that's what the kiosks or the Indomie person I did downstairs is probably doing too, um, do business. But if you want to scale or you want to grow um, substantially, mm. significantly, um, you need to go beyond that. Okay, so is it just enough to want to solve a problem? Because for me now, if I'm starting a business, one of the reasons why I'm starting it is to solve my financial problems. There's a saying that if you want to build generational wealth, one of the ways you can do that is owning part of a business. It's not even a saying, it's globally, everybody knows this. So you either own part of a business or you sell your time at very high price. Like yeah. you, the time that you, whether you are in a corporate setting or you are working as, an, as a consultant of some sort or an artisan, you should sell your time at a price that is good and valuable to you that will make you want to do it more or you own part of your business so is it just enough to want to solve a problem because there are many people that solve problems but are not wealthy yeah. or i want to solve a problem but i also want to make enough money such that i'm set for life my family is set for life my family's family is set for life okay so there, so there are many ways you can actually there are many things you can do uh, or there are different ways you can actually make money you don't even have to start a business to create um, substantial wealth or mm. you know let me use wealth or to be rich right because you can become very technical technical about some of these terms right but it's there you, you can decide to sell your time right at uh, at a premium value but then you have to be offering premium, premium work premium yeah. um, premium stuffs um, but basically what that means is it's the same thing that applies to everything and to apply to every aspect of your life. Try to be the best in whatever you do. Whether you, you, you may not get there, right, but at least you should be close enough or you should, the effort should be very, very visible, 
okay, I want to be the best programmer, for example. And I'm not talking about Lagos or Nigeria, I'm talking about like the world. I may never be the best programmer, I may never achieve that status, but you see something I do, you know that, okay, this is coming from. So, what this, this is premium. Is doing. Yeah. Right? Um, this is premium. I'm like, okay, yes, I'm, I'm, I'm on this level. So, if I'm going to give, if I'm going to sell my time, I basically put in value on my time, my resource, my knowledge, my skill, and um, I can actually create. I can get a lot of money from that, right? So you you want to make money. You can make money from that. Uh, there are a lot of people that there are a lot of people that freelance. Um, you know, from down to the artisans up to even the consultants, right? And they make a lot of money from that. It's it's fine, right? You don't have to um, build a business. Um, but don't you think that when when the money when the get to a point it's, when it gets to a point it does not go beyond it stops yeah, exactly. But where starting a, a company that is sustainable and can operate by itself would mean that you have a money printing machine, so to speak. That's if it's able to be profitable uh, so, and valuable. It is not always the case, right? Okay. Um, there are people that get called from other countries. There are people that consult for other countries for different things, right? So, uh, But don't you think that these people that, have, that sell their product at premium price, right? They, 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 there has to be some structure around it. For anybody that wants to buy, pay premium for your service, knows that your packaging is premium. So packaging, maybe in the sense, sense of so, the business. So, so, so in sense of business, not necessarily on, on an individual level. On an individual level, or, yeah, pretty much from an individual level. So I am a marketer. I'm a marketer, mm -hmm. right? How do I present myself to a client, right? How do I sell my market? I think Matters. this is something that people would like to know. Right? Mm -hmm. um, so that, that's not my forte, right? But it's, it's very important. Distribution is part of your product. How do you distribute? Right? How do you distribute? How do I get to the end user? How do I get this client? How do I, you know, get this user? Right? How do I get employed in this organization? Right? Uh, it's part of it. So in this case, you are the product. You want to get employed. Right? How do I get this company pay me to work for them? Right? Um, so naturally, if you are going to get to the end user, you want, to, you want someone to use your product or you want to get to go into a market, you need to understand that market. Uh, there a lot of young people today make that mistake. That mistake. Um, they go to an organization for a job interview and they don't even know anything about the company. Mm. Right? Um, I've, I think I've had to do interviews for people and I'm like, okay, do you know what? Tell me about you. Right? And uh, I hear things like, oh, I just checked out the website this morning. <laughs> That's not um, a good look, actually. Yeah. Like, I'm like, okay. Maybe you're not. The way me I'd see it is that if you are not um, serious enough to even Google the website or details of the company that you're trying to work for, then I'm not sure I can give you any form of responsibility and expect that you're going to perform. So that's how I see it. Yeah, so, so yeah, that, 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 that situation actually shows a lot of red flags. 
right? Uh, how do I know you are going to stay in this company for XYZ period? How do I know if someone comes with a better offer? You're going, you're going out, you're going to literally leave us hanging, <coughs> hanging in the rain, right? How do I know that um, you can, you'll be willing to go out of your way to execute or get things done? Right, so it shows a lot of like red flags. Like, wow, okay. Next question I would ask is why trove? Mm. Right, so you apply now. The answer I was saying because of money, <laughs> I don't want this. I mean, I can't eat Gary. Uh, okay, that, that, that's fine. <laughs> would, would that be a reasonable response? No, <laughs> why not? Because okay, let me let me rationalize it to you, right? Right, so the primary reason why I'm sharpen my skill, own my skill, and become the best person I can be in a particular field. Okay. Good enough to want to work for you, right? Yeah. It's because I want to be able to feed myself. True. So it, don't you think it would be disingenuous if I feel like I start to spout, oh, because I think you guys are doing really interesting stuff, because I think you can change the world. So, I mean, those are good values and good things to want to see. But the underlying factor is... You want to get paid. Yeah, I want right. to get paid. Want that, so, that, that, is it that you don't value honesty? It's not that you don't value, you don't value honesty, right? As an mm. employer, right now I'm speaking... As so you want employer. to be sugar-coated? <laughs> you want them to... No, 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 no. no. Okay. So, so um, personally, right, I want to... I, I like to employ people I can work with, right? I want to know I can have a random conversation with you about the product. Right, and if your motivation is only money, you would come in, do XYZ tasks that has been allocated to you. You, you may not even contribute outside of that. So tomorrow I'm like, we are brainstorming using your feet. <laughs> we are brainstorming on, on, on the next product, um, on, the next, um, on the next arc, right? Uh, or try to you know, come up with the app for them. Okay, solution pretty much for a challenge, and we are just there waiting for the tax to drop on your table, and mm -hmm. then you go to your uh, whatever project management tool you use, and you just say, "Oh, I'm assigned to this. I'm assigned to this. I'm assigned to this." What is wrong with that? And, uh, there's nothing wrong with that, but as a, as an individual, that's actually bad. That's that's not a good quality to have because. Some companies will hire you because you can really be good at what you do and like, okay, do you know what? It's getting stuff done. That's fine. Mm -hmm. But you, you start to realize something that a lot of people don't know how much. Some people actually learn the hard ways. I start to realize that people that come after you get promoted above you. Right? They start to, people start this. Their leaders, their team leads start to delegate more to those outside of what they actually do. So you want to climb up the corporate ladder, look for things that like be essential to the company, to the point where they know that if they get someone as skilled as you, they can't, they won't, they'll think twice before replacing you, right? So now I can have someone as skilled as you, right? But the person is more insightful, or may not even. But you, you tend to, you tend to go out of your way to actually, you know get things done or make sure things move smoothly is not necessary is it may not even be part of your job description right or you're like it's maybe really it should be related to your job description but not necessarily cool. the tasks that are like assigned to you directly oh do xyz okay oh i did xyz but i had this salt and i did this pepper here and you know i i thought it would look 
like this year, but I've not implemented it. I just want to know what you think before I go ahead. It's different from, oh, I just, okay. A is done, B is done, C is done. You get, so someone we replaced, ah, but we missed when XYZ was here. You will just, and you will mm -hmm. come up with this. You get at this like that. Okay, so if I'm hearing it correctly, what you are saying is, if your primary objective is money, yeah. right, you tend not to go out of your way because you know that this is the job I'm being paid for and this is all I want to do, right? And that might lead you not to go out of your way, it's easy to see. So, which makes you replaceable because you can simply get someone who does exactly what thing. you do for the same pay or even lesser and you're not of value. Yeah. But so, what so. if, what if <laughs> I want the money, first and foremost, and I'm being honest about it, like, why do you, why truth? The money because is you people pay well. Wait now. <laughs> because I hear that you people pay really well. And I want to get paid really well. So, but so when, when I'm in the company, right, I then go out of my way because now, I enjoy the company. So, but, but it's a case of first impression. Right? Okay. Okay. So, I know you want the money. It's fine. We pay well. You heard that XYZ pays well. Or, you know, we take care of, we like to take care of our people. But you don't want me to get, you, you don't want me to think like I'm meeting for the first time to think that that's the reason why you decide to apply for that position. Humans, you prefer to be lied to. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it, it's, it, it, it's, not, it's not necessarily a lie, right? A lot of employers know that, well, what on the street is that we take care of our goals, obviously. Uh, and, and, uh, and it's actually important for an organization to, to take care of their employees, right? Um, you may not necessarily be, you may not be able to pay as much as, you know, the, the Fortune 500 or the you know, stars in that space, right? But you you want to give you want, you want to give a lot of um, perks or some sort incentives incentives, right? To you know keep them and very important. So you don't so something like uh, maybe an H, an HMO type. Um, program that they can take advantage of, right? Or uh, a lot of startups do this sometimes to equity and employee pool for equity. So we can't pay you the one million naira salary or the two thousand, three thousand dollars salary. You get this is stop smiling. <laughs> um, this is uh, employee. <laughs> <laughs> that you could you know, take advantage of <laughs> you get as far being an early employee right um okay we provide accommodation um we provide gadgets uh things that will make life easier for you we have this nice environment why, why are you smiling <laughs> we have this nice environment okay. <laughs> we have this Right. Okay, so we have this nice, envi <laughs> nice environment, right? We have this um, nice relationship with um, the employees. We take what we do. You know, we want to create that atmosphere that would attract people. Okay, so we discussed about the beautiful things about starting a company, how to iterate, how to grow, spotting the potential, going for it, and making sure you start with something, right? Um, my own question would be, what are the challenges? Right? 
There's, there's nothing in this world life that's that is devoid of challenges. So, yeah, so, so far, so good. Okay. I would ask, there are two questions. What are the challenges? But I think you should answer what the... What has been the most um, challenging challenge? You understand? Like the challenge that you sweated, you felt like, Christ, how do we get out of this? Can you remember any? Hmm. That's, that's, uh, I, I can't remember any. Oh, that means you've had it good. Have, have you gotten to a point where you are maybe running out of funds? I think we, we, we expect, we are used to the challenge and we expect these things to happen. Um, so there's a, a, friend of, a friend of ours, uh, there's something he used to say, like, you, as, a, as an entrepreneur, your problem is to, your job is to solve problems, right? And what you are pretty much doing 247 is having solutions especially when you are trying to be the first in the space, so you are trying to do things really um, differently, right? What you are doing is pretty much experimental, right? Mm -hmm. So no one, is taking, no one is taking this approach to execution, mm -hmm. right? Um, so you are experimenting, you are playing with it, you are trying out, so you are asking solutions mm -hmm. pretty much. And some of those solutions come, some of those hacks come with some their own challenges. Right, so we've gotten used to the fact that yeah, we face that every day, and I think our problem solving skills have been really, really sharpened. So, how do we go about this? How do we do this? No, but so still, this still, and, I, I know, I know. So, so they've, they've been a couple of the times using, using, uh -huh. using your example, they've been a couple of times there was a case of if we don't raise money now, we are closing our shop, really. Yeah, um, okay. I, I, I think, remember any scenario. Yeah, um, around our first um, fundraising, it was very, very critical. We needed to pay, we needed some, you know, to you know, get some things on the, um, up and running before we could actually you know, go live. And um, those things required huge capital, right? We had, we had gotten a prototype working, we had, you know, talked to um, different you know, gotten, um, users, beta testers and all for, now we need to go into production, like release the product itself to the public. We launched as a public beta. I, I don't want to go into details of what exactly was what happened. No, I appreciate if you went into details. I'm sure. Uh, nah. <laughs> okay. They, they, might be, they, they, they might be sort of NDA somewhere, so I don't want to say too much. Uh, but basically, um, well, I, I can't just limit it to truth. I think I should try to expand beyond, like, try my, you know, I've been doing startup career for almost a decade now, uh, working on different startups and all. Yeah, so, so there are different challenges here. Uh, a lot of them, <sighs> let me think. Hmm. So you have the technology challenge, you have the market itself, maybe not, not ready for what you're offering. Um, 
you can be ahead of yourself sometimes. And that's okay. Ahead of yourself or ahead I, of the ahead market? Of market sorry. Okay. Ahead of the market. <laughs> so, sometimes. In what case? What, 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 in what case has this happened? Okay, uh, let me use. Can you give us a company in one startup that you did? I'm trying I think to, I know some because I was there. I'm trying to right, remember. So, to know what you so want there was this company that Sib Shagaya started. I can't remember the name of the company. And I think it was supposed to be similar to Iroko, what Iroko is today. Um, and then internet was still very expensive. Oh. Right? People could not afford. Even Jason Unjoku explained how when they first started, it was so hectic. Yeah. yeah, so, but so now internet penetration in Nigeria is better than what it used to be, used to be. Yeah. right? So, there the market is really not ready, but the product is also right. Uh, that could really, really be a challenge because you spend you spend a lot of money moving in markets, bringing the market up to speed to what you have or what you are trying to do. And if the market does not get there before you burn out. Yeah. Mm. So you either wait it out or you bring the market up to speed. Yeah, uh, and that, that's very, very important for anything you are um, trying to do or venturing to. If you are looking to you know, start up something, right? Um, the market is very important. Like I said, you know, they determine your product. Mm. Um, sometimes you might need to scale down what you are offering, right? While you still know what you are working towards. So the market cannot accommodate this at the moment. Let's start with this, and then we grow with the market. Okay. That's another strategy that you can employ. Um, so those are challenges that one can face, right? For you've not told us any story, any particular <laughs> story that is dear to you. And I, uh, I want you to tell you know, something that you actually lived through. Something like, I lived through. Yeah. Because like what okay. you are saying is somewhat abstract. Okay, so 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 let me say let me say let me say this. Hmm. I'm thinking of the drop body story, but I don't know how to what to pick. Because there are like a lot of um, challenges. Challenges. Let's see. <laughs> <laughs> so 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 basically, um I think what happened there was we had this very nice infrastructure. Um, I know some of our competitors even came to our you know, platforms to you know, uh, borrow a couple it's of things. company. We are, not, we are not calling names. They are yellow in color. <laughs> so, um, yeah, so we had this very nice technology, right? Uh, I think we're lacking to an extent in mentorship, right? We had products that could have been used in different in ways that we're not even looking at. Right, so basically, Dropbox is a logistic company. Um, on demand. On demand logistic company. Outsource logistic company. We didn't really have it. We, we tried getting bikes on our home. We, got, we almost got wrecked. <laughs> right, so there was a challenge with the drivers. Right, and I think, um, I think getting um, quality employees it's, it's a challenge in itself. Um, getting talents also, especially if you are kind of like within our niche spaces can be a challenge too, right? Within uh, niche spaces? Like niche. Within niche. Okay. Uh, can be a challenge too. So, um, so for drop bodies, we, we, had very, we had a very nice product, right? Uh, we did go through a couple of iterations. We, we built from ground up, hard disk, you know, sophisticated distance metrics, 
Uh, we even had this geofencing feature where you know you don't get it if you're outside this circle. And we had you know awesome awesome um, features in the roadmap and down the line, but um, we didn't have the capital to actually push a lot of these things, right? And uh, we're we're playing in one of the the most difficult sectors, and that's the B2C side. B2C. B2C, that's the business consumer, business customers, or, you know. Basically, in the retail in, space. In a space that requires a in, whole lot of trust. Not just trust, but also management, right? You need to manage, like, so many users, and some of them, when you put value on each one of them, it, it, it really does not amount to how much you're spending on, on that support. Mm. Right, so what's the, what value is a user bringing to the table? Right, calculate that for the users, get the average, and see whether you're actually spending more than you need to on user acquisition. Right, um, one strategy we could have taken then was to focus on the B2C, B2B side and then go down. Mm. Right, it was easier to manage business relationships. And even then, when we started, we were juggling both. We realized it was actually easier to manage the business side than the retail side. Um, that, that was something that, that, that was a very, very, very challenging period for us. And um, even to the point that we had to close up shop. Yeah. Right? It was very emotional for me, too, because, um, you know, a lot of blood and sweat had gone into it. As a founder, you're not paying yourself, or you're trying to pay yourself minimum, <laughs> minimum wage. Right, we focus on you know building these things, and but sometimes you have to know when to say, okay, this this isn't it, right? Remember working. Um, yeah, but you also have to be careful not to do that too early. Mm. Right, so do you think if if Dropbox had kept well, if Dropbox had kept running, you probably would have started through? I think maybe yeah, probably. I have not really thought about it. Like that. Yeah, I think about it actually. Like if if that didn't happen, so we, so, we so focus has shifts shifted. I no. So I guess I, I, don't, really I don't think I don't think so. Guys. I don't think so, or maybe because uh, during that period there were a lot of things that were actually happening, right? So uh, when we're looking, when we're trying to see the direction job bodies could be moving to or go. Yeah morph into um i and a couple of friends were also working looking at or exploring other other um product or solutions who are these couple right. of friends um i know you know one of them told me happens to be ceo uh there's there's femi but let's just say people outside of our circle because I can't mention names definitely. Um, Why not? You can. It's it's. I mean, if I say, except I say full name and then you go Google them before you know who they are. So we have like one person and a couple of people that were trying to do um, agency banking. So that's somewhere that we're looking at. High personality. So you tried to do agency banking. I was part of uh, a team of guys that were trying to to that and then there was a friend of mine too uh, this actually dragged me all the way to uh, Ratoli village um, he was looking for hybrid tech or we're trying to build hybrid tech and, and that i was part of 
heard was interesting. Uh, pretty much what you have as a from crowdy now. Oh, yeah. well, from crowdy guy reached out to you. Oh no 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 no. Like oh, something, when, something similar to, to, to that. Crowdy. Yeah. Okay. Uh, he was already in that sport. His his family was in that space and was thinking. We're thinking of we had like this sort of like democratizing fine. So yeah, so we, we met through like, you know, this programming community type stuff and oh, we started talking about stuff we could do and, you know, he was trying to innovate around what his family does currently. So there are, there are pretty much those things that are exploring and all. Um, but I say for me, I think two things that really, really got my um, attention when it comes to time and resources was things around the things around fintech um there was truth and there was something else that was supposed to be in the remittance space so a mentor we spoke uh, some weeks ago and she was like okay if you're not doing truth what would you be doing right now or like i'll be doing something around remittance mm. what's like, remittance in what sense remittance like, collecting um, money sending more cross-border sending money out of you know Sending money out of the country, bring money into the country, and all. And I, I, I spent a lot of time investing in at least research into that space at that time. Right, I spent, I spent, uh, spent some resources there, and it felt like that was that was going to be the next thing that I would do. Well, as it happened, drove his uh, or became the next thing. Uh, uh, I was and it looks like it's working out. Yeah, it is. It's an interesting experience. I, 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 the challenges are really, really interesting. I, I would say I love it, but sometimes I don't. <laughs> I mean, sometimes I just want to sleep. I just want to lie down and like, okay, do you know what? I, I'm thinking it must be done. I'm not doing it. I just want to sleep. I'll wake up tomorrow. But, uh, we don't always get to enjoy that. Uh, but sometimes the rewards can be I mean, you, I, I remember one time I went on Telegram, right? And we, we have a user community there. And this guy was talking to her like, oh, thank you, Trove, that um, for every month, for the last three months, I'm making up to 11% on my income, that I'm really not even working like that. I'm sitting here full time and I'm like, wow. You've created a space. Yeah, like, I don't know. <laughs> that, that feeling is written. You like. Okay. So, things like that, you know, which wake you up in the morning and, like, okay, do you know what? Yes, what are we doing today? Mm. So, right? it inspires you, the stories. The stories, the feedbacks, right? It's very. It's, it's, it it's, it's rewarding in itself. Like you know, I was thinking about I was thinking about Trove, and it dawned on me that you have just created an industry. Like you, you have revolutionized the way. Maybe you don't see it. It occurred to me yesterday. Okay, I'm probably going to bring this up while we're having this conversation. That you've revolutionized how people make money in Nigeria. And you've democratized it. Like now, the common man can, if they know what they are doing, make significant wealth, make outstanding wealth from creating stock. And that's something to be very proud of. 
Yeah. You change the space. I, I think at the beginning of this, I said sometimes it's easy to be too involved in this that you don't even see it. Yeah. I am a living testimony. <laughs> I, I know you are. <laughs> you share that testimony. I share it as many times as I can. Yeah, and it's a very, very encouraging one. There was a time I was having a conversation with someone, and I was like, so the person was like, okay, you're selling all these things, like, you that you're saying, you can do this, you can do that. Are you benefiting from it? And I was like, oh, but I just, I made like 10x of my <laughs> last year. <laughs> Right? And I bought this, I bought that. I bought Tesla. <laughs> Elon. <laughs> God, Elon. Right, right? I actually got Tesla um, when it was around, before the stock split, $200-ish. Yeah. Right? So, so, that's like, yeah, I, I, that was even before she became really, really popular and everything. And so, I really, really enjoyed that. Um, right. Right, and I benefited from that. I'm like, okay, yeah, a lot of people, a lot, a lot of people can actually, you know, and a lot of people are benefiting from this. And, um, sometimes we have to you know, come out and you know, see these things from outside. Like, okay, what exactly have I built? Right. Yeah, we have built a system. Nice. I was able to get in on Palantir. Uh, the moment the IPO'd. You know, I kept shouting about it. Like, I said I did like 3x. Three, yeah. That's 300% in less I than think two I put months. like $2,000 in Palantir or 2005. And I was able to make like $6,000 or $8,000 in Palantir. And um, I, was in my, I was in like a summary of my finances, right? Of how much I've spent on stocks. And I realized that I've like at least 2x my Tesla throughout 2020. So, you know, it's like, it's really beautiful. Yeah. And I, perhaps you need to maybe market it that way, you know, to so, so you know what you, can happen. You, you have to be very, very careful when it comes to, stock dispensing information, mm. right? Um, so, going back to some of the advantages that you know, people have, or the experience that people have um, gotten from through, uh, I know someone that actually quit his job and decided to sit down full-time stock market. Yeah, that, right. It's actually a job, like people right. in Wall Street, yeah. that's their full-time job. Very right. nice, but he's still paying his bills. Like, he even started a couple of courses that he could not pay for when he was working in the bank. And wow. now he's able to actually you know, sponsor it himself while still sitting at home. And, you know, so so those, are, those are things that you wake up in the morning and you say, yes, and smile. Because the challenges can be overwhelming sometimes. Um, during some of the factors, the wind can blow tomorrow, mm. and then the flag will just turn this way. And you change like, yeah, what's happening? And you have to you get the nimble, you know, be nimble enough to this thing. But when it comes to information, also, you have to ask you let people understand the risk, the risk involved mm. in this, right? It's not a Ponzi scheme, it's not, uh, this is it's not a uh, it's not free money, and it's not magic, right? Um, there is there, there is a lot of education that needs to go into this, right? You have to be careful when making investments. The same way it can you know, go up, it can go down. You have to be able to also check your emotions too, right? So you don't make mis risky moves. And I think there was this um, um, meme I was looking at uh, some days ago where someone was like looking at Dogecoin, 
or one crypto, I was going up. I was like, no, I'm not entering. I was going up. No, I'm not entering. I was going up. No, I'm not entering. And I was like, okay, I'm yeah. entering. Entered and then just <laughs> pain. That's what you call pain. Yeah, so that has happened to me a couple of times. I, I, I think it's part of the learning experience because it has happened to me too. Um, but I've, I've learned to check my emotions. Sometimes you just have to like, okay, you know what? Okay, what, what advice would you have for um, entrepreneurs that are starting out? Not just, okay, so that's the one question. I have like two, two questions. That's the first one. And the second one is what advice would you have for students, people who are in the university? Because you, you started your startup career. In the university. Yeah, I did. So you don't have to wait till you're out of school. So what advice would you have for the normal guy who's going to classes, has grand ideas, um, doesn't know how to execute, or maybe doesn't even have any idea, but has a pain point? What, what advice would you have? So you can so, answer them separately. Okay, so the first question is... What ideas do you have for startups? Advice do I have for startups? Then the second the one, one is, is... Students. Students, normal people. Yeah. That. Okay, for, um, for startups... Be I mean, I'm still in startup. Too, yeah, so. like, be ambitious. Don't be afraid to think big, right? Mm. Set very challenging goals. Really? Set challenging goals because, I mean, if it's easy, everyone will be doing it, right? It's not easy. I will not deceive anyone. And I don't think uh, everyone is born to be an entrepreneur. I know how everyone is encouraging everyone to go into that space now. And sometimes it seems interesting to be your own boss, in quotes, right? But I don't think it's for everyone, right? Sometimes it's okay, you know, going for a job interview and just getting a job, right? It's, it's fine, right? But if you are going to build a startup, understand that it's going to be difficult, but also know that that is what you are going in to do. Like, if it was easy, someone else would be doing it. Right, so be ready to face the challenge, be ready to be, um, be nimble about it, be realistic about your decisions. Um, and do not be afraid to be audacious. To be? Audacious. 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 Okay. Um, right. So um, for the young individuals. So for the young individuals, whatever, just start. Just start. I mean, I mean, I'll probably, I'm not going to say just do it, okay, just say just do it technically, but just start, right? Um, you have the advantage of being young and being in school, right? Uh, also, that environment, I, I, I was fortunate enough to take advantage of the university environment, right? And a lot of people don't really understand it, right? But there's a lot of opportunities there. For example, if you look at a couple of companies, to some of these people, Facebook, Mark Zuckerberg, some of these guys started when they were in school, right? They were able to pilot in school, mm -hmm. right? There are a lot of interesting things you see today, especially around um, uh, you know, blogs and posse platforms. It didn't just start up as blogs and business. Some of these people were actually on campus and were doing these things within their affairs. Right? Oh, so I have like this WhatsApp group where you just have random chats. So I have this um, um, website where I just talk about Unilag events or university events. Uh -huh, I remember right? when I did. And then? Unilag News. 
That's what I called you then. That and was then my the, first startup. Yeah. <laughs> I remember that one. <laughs> and then you leave, and then you realize that you can't just be Unilag alone. Oh. And then the skills beyond that. Uh, um, so now we just said we are you know, like Unilag. <laughs> So so that that's something that um every student should take advantage of, right? Um so you have with people you have that community something. right that is easy to reach. Right? And it's very, very inexpensive to reach. So you can use you can use that as a pilot. So you can leverage you students. Can. I mean like that's even like the sweetest market you can even play in. Barrier to entry is low. You can yeah. easily talk to people. And, 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 so, and sometimes people. You, you, don't, you don't even have to take it from a startup, uh, take a startup approach to it, right? You just, okay, I have this idea. Yeah. Well, I just have this awesome thing I want to do. And I think there's a, there's a, one of the developers that works with Trove. He started, he built something when he was in university. But just past questions and exam materials, right? And funny enough, he's still running. It's self-sustaining right now, and, and it's fine. He's, he doesn't even have to pay attention to it every time. You know. See, he started then, and it was very easy to, you know, to get um, up and running. But today, if you want to start off something outside of that community, you have to find a way, some inroad into the school, and say, okay, I have materials for you guys, and all of that, and then you start thinking of the uh, marketing strategy, the market penetration strategy, mm. Um, ambassador type, this thing, okay, how do I get two people to believe in it with me so that they can get their friends on board and all of that. Uh, yeah, so there it becomes more difficult. When you're a student, I mean, the average student not, may not be thinking about things like, may not be thinking about things like school fees and likes and all, so they, they have the time, they have the environment, they have sometimes the resources um, to pull off some of these things. I think that's something that the uh, University of Lagos really provided. provided mm. right? uh, at least we find a way to get the internet, <laughs> right? Yeah, CITS. And, and, and the light was not that bad. bad. So you can so actually, you can actually long, walk long hours. Walk long hours and all of that. Okay, so one, one question that I have, what do you look at when you are um, trying to recruit? I know we've had this discussion in passing. Yeah, when you are engineers, support what do you typically look at someone that is really interested in what they do right so i'm not i'm not looking for someone that is getting a job just to get a job right i'm looking for someone that is willing to contribute meaningfully. could you speak out i'm looking for someone that is willing to contribute willing to contribute meaningfully right so um you're coming to work for me what do you why are you bring to the table mm. right i need to know i can get as much value right um, from you as i'm also injecting or giving to you also and not necessarily money or anything mm -hmm. i personally i challenge everyone i work with to learn something new right i know developers that work with Trove, at least the tech team um started out with one stack today they are <laughs> they are doing things they didn't think they would have done one year ago right so i think there's a particular one that people say today i won't even know that he has less than two three years Experience. experience in that space was actually really uh, I'm doing something and I challenge the team that way so I want someone that is open to that um, and you have to really like love what you are doing to say okay otherwise you would be great to you know, 
we'll be entering each other. We'll be tying rappers. Tying ourselves every now and then, but entering the same Shokoto every now and then. But the point I'm driving at is I need to know that you're really interested in what you are doing. I need to know that you take out time to develop yourself outside of your um, your, your night five. Right? Um, yeah, that's very, very important. I need to know that you are fairly ready to, you are ready to contribute meaningfully to the venture. Hence the question, why true? Okay. Um, I think uh, that's, so there's, in order to end this, there's this question that I want to start asking people. So this is not an original idea. Some of the podcasts I listen to, um, particularly Lex Friedman, he always asks this question. And you ask that, um, what is the meaning of life to you? And what is the meaning of happiness to you? So my question to you is, what is the meaning of life to you? And what do you find happiness? And at what point do you think you'll be happy? Meaning of life, living, technically. So, um, it's easy to say that we all have like this one singular purpose um, to our existence and all, and um, this all this all a journey to discover to discover it and all. But I think uh, contributing your own quarter, in, you know, in any little way to humanity to move that needle forward for um, those around you, not just for yourself. Uh, you know, it's pretty much the purpose of every individual here, right? Um, whether we do that or not, it's a decision that we have to make ourselves. Um, happiness is, I think you find, happiness is something that you have to learn to be. But you can't be happy, you, if you tie happiness to something else, you can't tie happiness to a thing or an event or something. So that's not something to look forward to. Um, happiness is something you, you choose to be. So I want to be happy. Right, um, I can decide to focus on some of the uh, things that I can do that will make me happy. Right, uh, take time off, sleep, wake up, read a book, um, take myself off, have, have lunch without, have lunch alone. Right, so, yeah, uh, state of mind. It's a you have to keep like you have to have a very very. I wish I did this. Yes, very, very, uh, you have to make that decision, very conscious decision to be happy, right? To keep yourself in that state of mind. Okay. All right. So, um, finally, favorite book, favorite movie, favorite game? Ah, this is difficult. Wow. So, the question about happiness <laughs> wasn't difficult. Favorite book, game? <laughs> Such a nerd. But go ahead. I know. I'm, I'm a nerd. So, um, wow, okay, I did not think, like, um, favorite game. Yeah, favorite uh, game. Okay, so yeah. I, 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 I'm a complete nerd here, yeah, I don't even know which one my favorite game You is. have to pick one, pick one. Okay, favorite game, favorite book. Favorite movie. Favorite movie. And uh, maybe favorite car. No favorite. Okay, favorite car. I don't really have a favorite car. I don't know. Okay, so book, game, 
movie. Pursuit of Happiness. Pursuit of Happiness, favorite movie. Uh, okay. I would put that as one of it's it's it's, it's high on the on the list. High on the list. Mm. That that was very. Oh, my favorite movie is a uh, uh, Seven Angry Men. Is it Seven or? Twelve Angry Men. Twelve Angry Men. Oh, that movie is awesome. I need to see that movie again. I have the nineteen, the, the black, black and white, white version, and, and one. yeah, it's so good. Uh, I always recommend that movie to anybody. I know. I think a, a movie I also like is Cloud Atlas. God, Cloud Atlas. Okay. Yeah, it's it's not a popular one, but it's one of those movies that you know you make you think about the decisions you make. But not just the immediate. I saw effect. that movie. I didn't like it. Really? It was. It wasn't action. I was like. Mm-hmm. It's not action. Like you, you look at it. I see different. I gener- wasn't ready to follow the story. You see different generations repeating the same mistake. I wasn't ready. Right, to and then you see the actions of one spanning multiple generations. It allows you to go out and think about some of the things we do today as humans to ourselves. Right, so you you can say, okay, I decide to be a warlord, or I decide to be corrupt and you know occupy a political position and embezzle X Y Z, or I decide to sponsor some or, or go out to commit a crime, mm-hmm. right? And you don't you don't really understand the ripple effect of that action, mm-hmm. right? So that that's one um, movie that. You look at and like, okay. It's very, very thought-provoking. Like, yeah, it's it's it brings up like this philosophical side mm-hmm. of you that you probably <laughs> you think you probably book. don't have. Very book. Novel. Uh, hmm. Syndicate. Syndicate is not my favorite game. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Assassin's Creed series, maybe. It Which has one a, of them? Second? I'll say the second one is still the best Assassin's Creed game to me. I know a lot of people argue that Assassin's Creed 3 is, but I prefer 2. Um, that was... After a year. Yeah, uh, actually, the entire series, so that's 2 Brotherhood Revelation. Mm. Probably one of the best assassins. Lata is actually one. Ezio is two brotherhood. Let's not go down that rabbit hole. You need to rabbit hole. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so book. okay, complete nerd. Uh, book. Book. Favorite book. book. I think right now the only the one coming. Um, zero to one. Zero to one. I think I've seen that book. I've read it. I can I can sort of picture the cover, but I don't. Know. That that's I think every. Mine is rich dad poor dad robot Kiyosaki. Rich dad poor dad and my dad's thought were the themes in my head, but I didn't want to mention those ones. Um, they are like like yeah, they're like they're introduction they're... to anything. Yeah, but, but guess what? Robert Kiyosaki filed for bankruptcy a while ago. It's fine. Yeah. Yeah. Um, All right, so what do you do for fun? What do I do for fun? Um, hang out with friends, play video games. What? 
a girl with specific friends. What? Fine. Um, play video games, watch movies, um, read books, novels. Okay. All right. Um, yeah, so when I'm talking about novels, things like Wheel of Time or maybe the Lord of the Rings series. Like actually read for the Harry Potter, so yeah, so you don't have a complete nerd. <laughs> okay, so um, let's wrap this up. It was awesome having you on the show, even though we see each other every day. Um, thank you for being here. And I hope that um, the little we've discussed is able to inspire more young people uh, to. Yeah. Thanks for having me. Take up the mantle. So, um, if you liked this episode, please like and subscribe. I appreciate you. Please share this video with your friends. And uh, see you in the next one. All right. Thanks. Appreciate it. <laughs>